This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. This is the Charity Stripe on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they're free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander DeSapos, and Nikki Snacks Kreider. Boys, 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 today is the day we've seemingly all been waiting for as Texas Longhorn alums. We covered Texas Longhorns on our Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. If you haven't checked that out, go check it out. It's with the Quan Cosby. You know, Quan was a leading receiver his senior year. I always forget that. I was looking at some Texas stats today, ironically, before we get into the big news. I was looking, I went down a rabbit hole this morning of stats because I started with Gronk and ended up somehow with the Texas Longhorns because we finished fourth in the AP poll Gronk's sophomore year. It was a wild bend of college stats, uh, rabbit hole on college reference. And Quan was on that Texas Tech team that lost, and we played Ohio State in the Fiesta Bowl that year, his senior year, beat Ohio State. And I think the ironic thing is, you guys know me, who do you think I was rooting for? Ohio State. In that game, Ohio State, yeah. ironically. Quan is sixth all-time in receiving yards as a Texas Longhorn. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. You know what else is really and, crazy? And he's four all-time in touchdowns. Really? Yep. He's fourth all-time in touchdowns for Texas? For receivers. For receivers. For receivers. Okay, sorry, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. rushers, rushing is a bit different. Crazy news today, Arch Manning, one of the Mannings, son of Cooper Manning, nephew of Eli and Peyton, obviously grandson of Archie Manning signs with the Texas Longhorns. Or Texas Longhorns commits. twenty commits. Tw- I mean, might be signs nowadays with all the money. Uh, twenty twenty three commit number one recruit, number one quarterback. Obviously, we have Quinn Ewers now on the roster. Number one recruit in the nation. Yeah, on every board. The biggest. He is arguably. He might be one of the biggest recruits of all time. Yeah, I mean. You're putting him side by side with all of the composites that you've seen, like Vince Young and Trevor Lawrence. But in terms of size and markability, and for namesake, Arch Manning may be the biggest recruit of all time. I don't think 
It's the legacy. I'm trying. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm trying to think of a legacy where it's oh, it's it's akin to Bronny James almost. Like, except the fact that he's not Peyton or Eli's direct I think, son. I think it's bigger than Bronny James because Bronny James isn't really a huge high school. Pro- I mean, he's a big high school prospect, but he's not like a top ten high school prospect. No, it's correct. He's not. Uh, and he's definitely not number one, like Arches. Right. This is. This kind of reminds me in a way of like I mean, people have been talking about this kid since he was a baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is the since this is this is an insane get. This is massive. I mean, it's. It's literally since he came from the womb. The uh, it's it's a crazy get, and I don't want to temper expectations because I want to be excited about. It. I want to enjoy this moment for us. But now this really is a situation where we're getting guys to come into the building, and we have to put it to wins. You turned to me before we kind of got on air, and we're like, Sark is unbelievable, and he's a great recruiter. Clearly, he's great at getting guys to come in the building. But he has to be a great coach. Exactly. He needs to be, a, by the way, total beeline. I don't know if you guys saw this interview with Mike Tomlin on The Pivot. I think Mike Tomlin, I would run through 90 brick walls for that guy. He is the coach of coaches outside of Bill Belichick in the NFL. But Sark needs to convert it. And I enjoy Sark a lot. I think what Sark's done for the Texas Longhorns should be replicated in some instances, weirdly enough, although the first season record-wise wasn't what it should be. We had a guy like Herman, and it's a big issue I have just in any, not even just like football, just any kind of workplace setting. When someone comes in ahead of you and they try to fully change, like a new regime tries to fully revamp and fully change something in a system that's broken but not like totally off the rails. I feel like under Chuck Strong, things were disastrous as far as Texas Longhorn's record can go, but there are so many games we were in it players at least like Chuck Strong and there were some weirdly like Deonta Form was like, a, like there were some weird enough bright spots where Herman didn't have to come in and fully revamp because it pushes people away and I think Sarkeesian's done a nice job of not fully being like screw the old regime that was a disaster he's kind of well, made about, his little twick look where he came from yeah exactly he comes from Saban so he, he it's he understands how a program has to run and he's very relatable clearly to these young young athletes mm-hmm. so I think we're in a position now where again something said before we got on air was now God this is a, this is the biggest of biggest dominoes as well because guys are going to now come here yeah guys want to play with Arch Manning right if you're a high school recruit and you're on the offensive side of the ball of course you're going to want to play with one of the Manning kids mm-hmm. yeah you're going to want to play with a great quarterback you're going to want to – I mean, you look at Ohio State, and now they have Stroud, obviously, and their ability to recruit. And their ability to recruit quarterbacks in general. I saw another video today. I got a, I got a nice morning of videos in college football. Uh, Cardale Jones, JT Barrett, Joe Burrow was like – ironically, JT, JT Barrett was the starting quarterback at the time. Yeah, was Braxton the, Miller was right down there too. Yeah, and he had to convert to wide receiver. He was like that was like their quarterback room, you know, and their ability to now recruit receivers with Brian Hartline. We need X Men is should be the tip of the iceberg. We should be getting Xavier all. Worthy. Yeah, Xavier Worthy. Thank you. Gee, I know he's a nickname to us. Appreciate you clarifying for all our listeners out there. The uh, Xavier Worthy should be the tip of the iceberg, and. We should be getting now all the big receivers. No longer should be the days where a guy like Garrett Wilson, who's in our backyard, unbelievable at Ohio State, top 10 pick, goes to Ohio State. 
mm-hmm. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Also a backyard. <laughs> also a backyard kid. Should be a Longhorn going forward, a guy like that. Yeah. No, yeah, it's a it's a great great point for sure. Um, I just think in general it just helps recruiting. I mean, just being able to land the big fish because it's like Bama, right? Like they always get the big recruits. Same with Ohio State and Clemson. Like they just the dominoes fall in place. All these guys want to put their names on a brand that is recruiting in the best class. And twenty twenty three is shaping up to be a great recruiting class for Texas. I won't be shocked if they come out on top at number one just because other pieces want to go play you look at what a&m did this past recruiting season they had like four or five guys like in the top 10 of of recruiting Mm -hmm. this one class and it was unheard of right for a&m to do that so texas has that moniker they can they can uh put their name back on the map and you bring up a really good point about sark you know taking pieces of the old regime and integrating it into his new system but you're right it does have to translate I do think these pieces are going to fall into place. Funny enough, we have two of the top-rated quarterbacks of all time as far as prospect rankings go, and neither of them have played a snap yet for Texas football in Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning. So it should be interesting to see if we become the next QBU. Yeah, and they'll be two of the highest-paid guys out of the NIL as well True. in the coming years. But the thing is this. I mean, we spoke about it offensively, but on ESPN – which I know a lot of people use 24-7. I, I'm just on ESPN right now. ESPN's for, more like aesthetically pleasing, in my opinion. For the recruit. Yeah, that's why I... That looks nicer. But that, that's why I actually, yeah, to be honest, that's why understand. I use it. It's all yeah. opinions, too. All yeah. these analysts have their own opinions. They all have their own rankings. It's the, it's same, thing with, it's the same thing with MLB prospects, right? MLB's got their list. Baseball America's got their list. They're all on a list somewhere. <clears throat> the number four guy on ESPN is a guy named Anthony Hill out of Denton, Texas. He's not an offensive player. He's an outside linebacker. This should still have that kind of effect. A guy we should now be able... It should be easier still to get also defensive players. And that, to me... I I think it all rides on performance. I really do because we've seen it's, it's, it's one thing to pull in a recruit, but to keep them through the entire recruiting process where guys are changing their minds left and right. Now, I, I think that, you know... Arch Manning, obviously, he's he's talking with his uncles. He's talking with his dad. He understands the gravity of his decision making more than your you know your average high school football player who's a three star or four star. Mm. Because yeah. he's getting that coaching, right? Yeah. With that, we've seen Quinn Ewers. You just mentioned it. He went to Ohio State and then he transferred to University of Texas. So, what Sark has to put in play is. Texas doesn't have to be completely back next year. We don't have to win 11 games, but we have to be competitive. We have to win, I think, I'm going to throw eight out there. We have to win at least eight games. Yeah, I hope. They they should be one of the front runners alongside OU once again to win the Big 12 coming into the season. And, of course, that's going to put some external pressure on you, but you have to deliver. You have to make it happen no, no matter what the circumstances are because – if you don't, if you only win seven games, if you win less than that, mm-hmm. I'm Arch Manning. I want to go to, into a situation where I know not only can I be the guy, not only can I make a lot of money, but I can put myself in the position to go to the NFL just like both my uncles did, just like my dad did. Well, if we're in a position where we stink on ice and we're not, and we look, if we lose to Bama, we lose to Bama. They just went to the Natty and they won the SEC championship last year. Mm-hmm. 
If we lose to OU, we lose to OU. I don't think we're losing OU this season. But I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't think we are either. But I just, I'm throwing it out there. I'm like, this is like worst case right. scenario. Nothing is set in stone with Arch Manning. Like he can decommit. Like, yeah, this course. is not like a DJ Cobb. I don't see that. I don't rupees. see him being that type of kid. Though. No, I hope not. I mean, but like no one thought Fields went. Fields was like Penn State, Georgia, Ohio State. I mean, guys do do that. This is a Manning though. I know this is a. But if we go, bro, if what? We go, if we go six and, I'm, yeah, okay. But here's the thing: Eli Manning got drafted by the Chargers. I'm glad you them, knew exactly where I was going with that. that. He did not want to get drafted by the Chargers. That was not his choice. He demanded a trade. That's yeah. Different. Okay, That's I know different. it's different, this but I'm just saying, like these guys look, are not like the most look, like. Look, look, look. I I think a lot of it comes down to, of course, he wants to play for the University of Texas, but also you got to think about the marketability, right? He wants to put his brand and yeah, his I don't think he's going the, anywhere. His stamp on Texas. Yeah. Right. I'm sure. Peyton's got Tennessee. Eli's got Ole Miss. This is Arch's time to take Texas. Also, crazy stat, only three quarterbacks have ever reached a perfect 1,000% or or 100% rating on 247 composite, right? So 1,000. And it's Vince Young, Quinn Ewers, and Arch Manning. Yeah. All Texas Longhorns. Can't believe Trevor wasn't in that. Yeah, he was a .999. but yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Here's another thing too, as well, is USC, our school that's right up the road. Yep, has the number two overall prospect or or recruit. Yeah, um, quarterback Malachi Nelson. So they also have a transfer, Caleb Williams. Yes, who is coming over to USC with Lincoln Riley, his coach from OU. It's going to be really interesting to see Texas and USC come back at the same time i foresee that at some point within the next four years we're gonna get a usc texas national championship again a rematch a rematch the schools are back i think a rematch years later 2025 yeah oh, that'd that, be crazy i think it's plausible and the crazy thing is is Valkyrie nelson was gonna go to ou until right. lincoln riley made the his flip. I mean, everyone was going to go to OU until Lincoln Link Riley made his USC. flip. Yeah, everyone's going to USC. We also feasibly have a California quarterback, also in, in our room, who could potentially transfer. I think now that the Arch Manning news has Malik come Murphy. Out. Malik Malik Murphy. Murphy. Yeah, he could. He could also make become a different position too. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to want to stay quarterback though. And at least test his luck there he's somewhere. Not quite as he's not quite a premier enough athlete. I, I don't think to make. The yeah, transition. I agree that as well. He's we'll see a, what happens. Yeah. I, I don't think he could, I don't think he's like a swoops type player who should have made the or drawed her two guys. Look, we had that. I, I hate to say it, but I mean, guys sometimes are able to prosper when other guys go down. You know I mean? You look at, you're talking about Ohio state, right? Like Cardo Jones got his shot at the natty when his quarterback went down. It's true. You I know? mean, I expect Quinn Ewers to start next season, but Hudson Card doesn't. <laughs> I mean, he's going for that starting job. Yeah, like, Hudson Card's gone. Well, he's still the, he is gone, but he's still there right now. He should be gone <laughs> at this point. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Maybe he feels like he's in a situation where he can still get better at Texas somehow. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Maybe he, maybe he feels that he, he, maybe he wants, he likes, he might like it there. Yeah, he might look at himself. It's an interesting situation. Sure, he does. I mean, he grew up a fan of the. University, he's a local kid. Like, I'm sure he loves it. There. He blew a shot. He did he's blow a shot family. last year. But he was also a young guy. We see guys develop. Like, look, Burrow 
his first year at LSU, if you, if you guys told me he's going to be the first overall pick and lead his team to the Super Bowl three years later, I would have been like, you yeah, on crack. It's crazy, but I did see flashes of greatness in Burrow. I remember watching that Texas A&M game that went to like seven overtimes. I'm not saying Hudson Cards. That was a crazy game. I'm not saying Hudson Cards Joe Burrow. I'm just simply saying that maybe he feels he's in a position where he can sit another year. He likes being at Texas and then make his decision based off. There's a lot of dominoes that fell this year, and maybe he felt out of place. Mm-hmm. Maybe he. It's also he, he doesn't have to wait in the transfer portal anymore. Maybe he wants to see an opening come up, come about on a team that can win. You know, maybe he say, "I'm going to stick it out of Texas, continue to grow my game, learn under Sark." And then I'll take my talents to somewhere with a really good opening. Maybe he felt there wasn't enough good openings, which is plausible. Um, but I think this is this is a crazy. And I was ready to come on here today and talk about. I was ready to come on here today and talk about like Otani, which maybe we could get. Like, we could definitely still talk about him. He's one of my favorite players. I think he. Yeah, I'm he glad maybe because we've done it a little bit enough on Archman, which is you know the best news Texas fans have had since Quinn Ewers, and that's the best news we've had in God knows how long. The Otani thing is, I went from, you know, this is going to be a cool party trick to, okay, it's impressive that he can do this, but I'm not blown away, to he's a good pitcher, but he's such an unbelievable hitter that they should eventually shut him down as a pitcher, to this is, I think without a doubt, the most unbelievable individual performance and just achievement after achievement I've seen in sports by an athlete. I really do. I don't well, think tell tell the audience what you told me on the couch twenty minutes before we started. twenty minutes before we started. I said I didn't even realize this happened. You he had eight eight RBIs on Tuesday night, and on Wednesday night he went eight innings, like two hits and thirteen strikeouts. It's ridiculous. But it's and you know he and then it's ridiculous. He's also like I don't know. Maybe it's just. A stigma I've put on like foreign players or f- Japanese players, where I ex- anticipate them to be stoic, and uh, Otani's not like that. I love the uh, stoic like personality wise. Personality wise, he the the energy he brings on the mound, the fire after he strikes a guy out, like not strikeout number one, but the fire he had after strikeout number like ten, after strikeout number twelve when he hit a dozen, like that kind of energy that he brings on the mound, he really is a such he's not just such a talent he's such a superstar and i yeah, think i think it's already been established that he's a superstar but I, him as a person is a superstar yeah. not his talent no i i also believe that as well i think the markability aspect of it is that like he was on the cover of of mlb the show this year and like yeah. he's got all these commercials and like he's always smiling and like he's showtime like that's just that's him i think that that's part of Partially what MLB loved so much about bringing him over. I mean, of course, the fact that he's an amazing talent. But in Japan, I mean, I think we saw the same things. Yes, I I know what you mean. Like most foreign Japanese players, I feel like sometimes have a hard time adjusting into the MLB and like are a little bit more, you know, I guess stoic might not be the right word. But yeah. Just kind of reserved. Well, there's a lot of times there's, there's a language there's a barrier. Language barrier yeah. There's a language barrier, right? Yeah, 100%. But also the new guy, like they don't want to you know, d- dishonor, like, their nation, you know, yeah. I mean, their entire nation. A lot of times they're them. coming over older, Yep, too. that too. Exactly. True. Yeah. He came over when he was 25, right? Oh, Tani was, like, young. too. Young, yeah, he was really 22. young. But, like, most guys, like, are, like, like Daisuke and, like, like Ichiro was 27. Ichiro right. was older, right. right? Like, yeah. These guys do come over all the time as well. Like, well, I'm looking at hell. He's 27 right now. 
Right. It's Otani. I think, and he didn't perform like this right away. So like I was saying. Yeah, I, I think the thing with Otani to me is, and it's so weird. Like we look at the Angels, and they had the best baseball player, I think, of all time. They'll or he'll be revered as that as best baseball player of all time because of his longevity and his dominance. But the best overall baseball player, and it's interesting because my mind is always like for the Hall of Fame, for example. Why are guys only rewarded? We're rewarded more so on longevity versus dominance. And I'm not saying dominance over a season or two like Tim Lincecum. I'm saying a guy like Johan Santana who was so dominant over such a, a – for a long – for eight years, he was the best – one of, the one of, if not the best pitcher in baseball, Johan Santana. And yet he can't even step the Hall of Fame. I think that's ridiculous. And then I was like to Otani, though, I didn't, I didn't hold him to the same kind of caliber or – Estate, and I was like, "Well, he has to do it for a long time," and I've completely ditched that opinion. And I'm like, "I'm just going to appreciate what I'm seeing right now because the best overall baseball player is him. The fact that he can have a two home run, eight RBI night, and then the next night strike out 13 guys with no rest day in between, and then he also was hitting that night, and he'll probably hit again tonight or the next time they play. The fact that he can do that." is unfathomable to me and i really have never seen somebody like this is this takes over michael phelps when he won all the medals this takes over usain bolts which is he's to me is like the best athlete because it's just pure speed and you can't you know that's the most impressive thing and you can't coach speed and you can't beat that lebron mj like this is tiger that's all i could say is that just, as far as like talent as far opens as the door for more guys to do this as far that, as talent goes, that's a that's a, that's a bold statement. You it's just a, made an incredibly bold statement it, because he has what sports radio for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like he won the MVP last year. He's incredible. I don't want to take away anything that you're saying that's that he deserves, but like he also, those guys also did it for a really long time. They were as dominant. They were the most dominant player. I was taking the longevity out in of their it. sport for the longest period of time, and that's why they're the greatest. Yes. I think we, we after the break we'll jump maybe back into this conversation for a little bit before we talk NBA draft. Maybe, but we are Josh Fisher, Alexander Topless, Nikki Snacks, Crider. We'll be right back in just a hot second. Flat should describe your TV screen, not your TV sound. Experience your entertainment like never before with the new Sonos Ray. This compact and easy to use soundbar puts you at the center of shows, movies, games, and more with crisp highs and precisely balanced bass. Breeze through setup with help from the Sonos app. You can even use your own remote for control. And when the TV is off, stream music, radio, podcasts, and audiobooks from all your favorite services. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. So 10,000, um, it's, uh, it's a fitness apparel company. And, you know, I, I haven't been able to work out because I've been sick and I've been bedridden, unfortunately. And, well, and you have me, been able to be comfortable, right? I have been, I've been so comfortable. Like that's what I was about to say. I, I basically have like, I've manifested a workout by putting on my ten thousand shorts. I'm currently wearing them right now. My my white uh, seven inch inseam interval shorts that I'm wearing with a little black midsection bar. They're they're awesome. Whoa, I thought you were describing something else for a second. <laughs> no, no, but. But uh, in addition to the interval short, you know, they make gear specific to other types of training, from running to Olympic lifting, boxing. So you can find a short uh, for, for all the ways that you train. The brand believes in being better than yesterday. A stoic dedication to continuous improvement, not overnight success. Uh, 
for me though, I, I think like the best thing I can say about these shorts, I used to be this way with Lululemon products where when they were, when they were clean and in my closet, I would go to them every single time they were clean and I would put them on. And now I'm doing that with 10,000 and I still have Lululemon stuff. It's just better. It's just better than it. And it's my first choice out of my wardrobe. Um, so, so listeners can, can go to 10,000 cause they're offering a 15% off of your purchase. Go to 10,000.com slash Stripe S T R I P E to receive 15% off your purchase. It's 10,000.com slash Stripe. I like them. Josh likes them. Nick likes them. You'll like them too. We're back once again. It's a charity shot pitcher free throws because they're free. Josh Fisher, Alexander Disopolis, and Nikki Snacks Crider. Uh, we left off segment one on kind of an interesting note. Toss, you were a little peeved, uh, getting a little no, on my no, face. Not peeved. I just think you kind of needed to. You needed to check Sh- your be- emotions for a second. Well, I think my emotions. I think I, you got. I think you got a little ahead of yourself there. Well, I prefaced it with saying we were talking about the Shoei Otani conversation we're having when I said Shoei Otani pretty much has impressed me more than any athlete I've ever seen was pretty much the premises of what I was going on. And you, th- and I threw out names you like said LeBron he was more impressive than LeBron, Usain Bolt and Michael Phelps. Well, I think, and I was, threw I, out I longevity. Was, I, I tossed away longevity. Yeah, I, think, I had said, I got rid of the longevity. I think you were trying to say that the impressive part is the actual skill and talent itself. Exactly. In, in like a confined space mm-hmm. opposed to a career's worth of, of impressiveness. Yeah, and I'm I'm saying that I think it's a little bit of recency bias because you're not remembering what it looks like to watch Michael Phelps beat guys by two thirds of a length of a pool and crush world records. Unbelievable, and which I it's never, very which will never ever be broken by another human on this planet. Yes, but I also don't think we're going to be in a position where we'll ever see another human on this planet come in. Let's call this disagree. I disagree as well. I disagree with you. I think right now, for what the game is and what how players prepare in their careers, because they usually make you pick, you want to be a pitcher, you want to be a hitter, that's why we don't see it that often. But I do think that this trend might start certain players this that could, open that the could door. do it. Could open, yeah, open the yeah, door. Yeah, but certain it. got... T- I think we could see, it's way more plausible to see that than to see Michael Phelps again. Because Michael Phelps has to be born that way with... His fingers and his and his feet. As you mentioned, length. you can't coach speed like with Usain Bolt. You can't coach LeBron's size matched with his foot speed and also his his hand eye coordination. Like you can't. Those but, are things that are uncoachable. But people, his exact physicality and skill set, maybe not. But we never thought we people like Michael Jordan's the pinnacle, Magic Larry the pinnacle, Kareem, and we guys come along in basketball that are the quote unquote. Like Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, like these guys are also in their own right pinnacles of the sport. Like a guy like Steph Curry was like, this is still something we really have never seen before. He's changed this. We've never seen a guy literally change the way the game is played and impact the way the game is played and people trying to chase him and, and change the way their teams are constructed like Steph Curry. And in and in, and in swimming and in and in running, like people are going, someone's going to break their records. Maybe not the medal record that Michael Phelps had, which. Not all of that was his individual doing. Some of that is team. Some of that is relays. Usain Bolt, as fast as he is, there's going to be somebody on this planet sooner or later that breaks his record. And you don't think there's going to be someone on this planet that will hone in on their pitching and hitting skills and be as good as Otani is? Or we just have I, it's has, something we've never. It is literally something we have well, never seen before. You, okay, so with TV and with how 
how sports are consumed and how you can watch highlights all day every day and model your game after somebody what if there's kids out there who are like i want to do exactly what he's doing and they make it their mission to be just as good or even better than him and i'm can even look at steph right like this there's there could be kids who can only be working on their threes for right now right that just want to be unconscious shooters by the time they reach college right totally all they do is shoot threes of course they have to develop the rest of their game but what happens if they become better shooters than Steph Curry? It's because plausible. I also records think that's are, why, are there like, to be broken. That's why it's a obviously all these sports are very different, right? So the the comparisons it's it's kind of tough because I think that like Steph Curry is Steph who Steph Curry is not because as a little kid he was told shoot 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 shoot, but because his dad is Del Curry and he was saying this is how you should shoot, but this is how you should also approach the game and it's part of it's the work ethic. It's how you treat others around you. It's you know, he is a fantastic playmaker just as he is the greatest shooter of all time. Yeah. A lot of that is just Steph Curry in the lab putting in the work. Right. And some of those guys, some of the guys just don't have the work ethic that he yeah. does. And unfortunately, we're not going to get that out of Riley Curley, Curry. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but I think that, I think that well, what I was going to say when you were like a little kid watching Shohei Otani, I was going to say like, what about a dad watching Shohei Otani who's like, I'm going to have a kid. Yeah. No, and that's I'm going to tell, and you know, look at Tiger Woods. Look at Tiger Woods' dad's relationship with him and how that shaped and modeled who yeah. he was, not only as a person, but also who he was as a golfer and as an athlete. I mean, I. Floyd Mayweather. Same thing there. George Foreman. Like, I. There's the, the, a, I, yes. I think you're. I think you're. But I there's a caveat. I don't want to, like, yeah. un, unvat, like, in, make what you're saying sure. valid because it's, it's an incredible feat. I just think it, like, I don't want to diminish the other guy's greatness as well. I'm not diminishing their greatness. I'm just saying the, the one caveat is this. Floyd Mayweather is boxing. I'm viewing it as two different individuals. It's the same sport, but it's two different positions. It's the equivalent of, and it is, if Tom Brady were to step on the football field, if Pat Mahomes steps on the football field and throws for 450 yards and four touchdowns, that's an unbelievable game. And next week, he has four sacks. That's what we're talking about well, here. But again... You That's crazy. Pitcher, you talk about a pitcher versus a hitter. Like, if you get if you hit someone or someone hits you, if he's a whatever, if he's a safety, he has three interceptions, he's jeopardizing his his shoulders, sure. his arms. It's a, it's slightly different. Like when someone's pitching and when someone's hitting, because a lot of that power is coming from your legs. Of course, you have to have the bat speed. You have to move the bat with your arms. But like, it's not the exact same mechanics that you're utilizing for both of those different things that makes it. Somewhat safer than playing defense in, in the. I'm not saying it's safety. Yeah, it's the complete safety. No, I'm saying, like, that's why that would never happen, right? Well, no one's like, ever going to do that. Yes, you're never going to put your quarterback in that position. Maybe you'd be. But if, but if people like to to Nick and I's point, like if people do see Shohei Otani doing this, and they come up and they have that skill set, starts in college, starts at the lower levels, right? But then eventually, if it's seen that it can be translatable without having a high propensity for injury, why wouldn't you do it? Because right. if the guy's better at pitching and he's better at hitting. That's another roster spot. That but people and there's people also, have tried to do it though. There's also no. Well, there's also an issue that lies with a lot of high school coaches and college coaches, right? Usually, the best players in high school pitch and they hit. Like you look up any guy who who is in the major league baseball, they sure Mass Bumgarner hit in high school. Exactly. Yeah, of course. I yeah, mean, he hits MLB. <laughs> yeah, but my point being is like I think the American coaches have have pigeonholed a lot of players and saying you got to pick one or the other. And that's kind of the same with just sports in general, right? Where like they tell you in high school, you know, play multiple sports to just keep yourself out of trouble or keep your coordination there just to keep the competitive drive. 
But once you get to like the upper levels of college, like they're like, all right, son, you got to pick football or baseball. Which one? Football or basketball? Which sure, one? they do do that. And that kind of sucks, you know? And like, I understand like there's a lot of time commitment for college athletes. But if a guy is just a freak athlete, like let's not deprive him of, of doing that. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think anyone's team deprived. I, I think, know, but I'm saying in, in like, in general, in Japan, I'm sure they're like, oh, you're both? Sure, let's do it. Well, there was a guy, Brendan McKay, who, um, do you guys remember him? Mm-hmm. Louisville. Yeah. Who's drafted by the Rays, fourth overall. He hasn't come up yet, has he? No, because it's not worked out yet. And for, my whole point is this, for him to be so, not just capable of doing both, but so good at both. Unbelievable like, at both. How often do you see a guy get eight RBIs in a game? How often do you see a guy throw 13 strikeouts in a game? To strike out? Well, the eight RBIs, like, obviously some of that is situational, but he hit two home runs. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. Yeah, two home runs. So he's hit two, he's hit two bombs. This is a guy that could, this is a guy that, there's, would you be, we wouldn't bat an eyelid if he led the league in home runs last, next year. He's not going to do it this year, obviously, because Aaron Judge could hit 60 something dang bombs. Mm-hmm. But we also all of a sudden wouldn't bat an eyelid if he leveling strikeouts, which would be nuts. And that to me is like to be able to do both at the major league level is is crazy. It is I, I really do it's think, crazy. I really do think that like the the cultural difference what Nick's talking about like allowed him to get to because it's been a thing, right? It's been a thing to go after international prospects, bring them to baseball. And a lot of times they become these prize prospects and they're allowed to like, we, we fall into the, like, we love the hype of it. Right. And then a guy, when a guy like Shohei delivers, it's incredible. And that's why I, I would argue that he's right now, he's a more marketable player than, than Mike Trout. Who, thousand percent. You know, hundred percent. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. And which is fantastic. It's great that we, we have a, a, you know, he's one of the faces of baseball, but I think the, the like underlying problem that would prevent what we're talking about from happening is those coaches in high school and middle school and college still continuing to pigeonhole those kids into those specific types of players because and that's that's across a lot of sports right where it's like whatever you're good at get great at it so that whenever you're you're lined up like if you're a receiver and you have really good hands okay then you're going to do you're going to put in enough work where you never drop a pass and then you have to be out on the field because that's what you, that's what you're the best at. Well, you're indispensable. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. I mean, there's certain but they guys. Just, they'll have to change their mindset, or else, or else those the next Shohei Otani or the next even guys that come close to him, right? Because like what you're saying is like it's it's the proficiency at that level of being able to to have the adaptability, but also have the proficiency as well. Like maybe that will that will open the door for other guys. Hopefully, it does. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I think it's. Again, like we have to see what his we don't know what his entire career is going to look like. If it's if it stays on this trajectory, it's it, it might not be surpassable ever because like it probably won't be because no because you can't. It's it's yeah. it, and the fact that like and he's gotten hurt before and the injury thing is a big thing. I just think it's a situation where as far as we, we take the longevity out of it, individual in like a microscope, like a see, like a year-long thing, what he did last year into this year, these two years. I really just don't think I've ever seen, I just really think, don't, and, I, and I've seen a lot, unfortunately. Like, I have seen Michael Phelps, and I am cognizant of, like, maybe it's like the recency bias, yes, I haven't seen that in a long time. It's been a while since we had the Michael Phelps, Usain Bolt extravaganza. But 
I do remember what that was like. And I, and I hold Usain Bolt as an athlete, as one of my favorite athletes in a high enough regard where I really do th- – and I love – you know, I love LeBron James, I think, and I, I love Steph Curry. Like, I think it's it, that, that's the – it's a feeling that you get when you watch an all-time great is it's, – it's comparable across all, like, all forms. Like when I watch Steph Curry play – I feel often the same the same way I do about watching like watching Randy Johnson pitch like where it's just like he throws a strikeout and he hits a guy with a 102 mile an hour fastball the guy swings and misses he never even had a chance and me thinking to myself is like that that's amazing yeah I agree with you completely and I think and to, I think to to like have his version of it be one up to pass those other guys that's where I think it's just like gray area for you you just can't do that because it's like what. But for me, I don't think it's a thing where I'm like, oh my god, I'm bl- this. I don't. It's not the same feeling then, because it's not the same feeling as I have when I watch Mike Trout hit a home run dead center and then go to that same spot in the ballpark the and rob a home run. And it's not the same spot. It's the feeling I have when I watch Steph Curry pull up from Vietnam and, and hit a three to send the Thunder packing. You know, like we see all the time when he those. I love those Warriors jerseys, by the way. I like the the, the sleeves. <laughs> I, to me, it's a different feeling then, I guess. It's a different feeling of like, oh my God. Like, I texted you guys and I said, I, re- I watched the highlights all night when I got back home last night. And I was like, I literally, this is almost uncomprehendable. Your to feeling me. isn't no one else in the world can do that except this person when you're watching him? My feeling is that. That's I've, my feeling with the, all those other guys that you're mentioning too. I. <laughs> I do, I do, I, I don't have those, I don't... Steph may, Curry hits a, Steph Curry, no, I'm not thinking to myself, oh, yeah, 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 Damian Lillard could hit that shot, oh, yeah, 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 Kevin Durant, I'm thinking... Well, I'm not thinking no that at that moment. can do that except him, and that's... I'm not thinking great. the moment, uh, yeah, I, I, yes, he is... dunks on three guys, uh, and, after, I, like, and I, and I honestly believe that no one in the world right now can do what Otani's doing, right now. No, 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 it, I, don't, I don't think not, you, I don't think you disagree with that either, yeah, he's bad, yeah. I'm just saying, like, you have that feeling that I have when I'm watching Otani. Sure, and I'm not saying I don't have that feeling when I have those guys. I'm saying maybe the feeling I have with Otani is that it's almost, it's just uncomprehendable to me that this is possible. That's the feeling I have, and that's why I value this the way I do because I just can't believe that I'm seeing. This. He's a guy that's cha- it's going to change the game. I mean, you're look, you're, we're talking about Steph Curry a bunch right now. He's the guy who's changed the game, and so like we just said, guys are going to model their careers after that. You go to if if you play MLB the show right now, as, as, of, as of last game. season, as of last season, you could start playing your career mode as a dual position player. Yeah. You can play pitcher and hitter, which in the games before that you had to pick one or the other. Because Otani. The interesting thing is this is just a this is a critique of MLB the show 22 <laughs> is that if you play a franchise mode like I do, you can't do that? No, you, well, you can't but Otani like doesn't get enough Pete he doesn't get enough at bats or starts like it, they kind of like lean one or the other um, yeah which is interesting yeah that is really interesting uh well like I, like I have a I have a franchise where like he he just doesn't have enough he they always lean towards pitching so like his batting his batting statistics are way lower than everyone else this is obviously a video game, but I yeah. think it's just interesting that it's like they're still working on their models, of course, of like the simulations and stuff like that. Well, because even it them, it's accurate. like crazy. Yeah. I just think it's a crazy situation, and I and but, I do. But Babe did do some of the things that Otani is now doing. Obviously, it was a long time ago. The the other players that he's playing. Yes, Theo Roosevelt was alive. No, I know. Was he? Uh, he had to at some point when Babe Ruth was playing was alive. Maybe that was the wrong president no. to go. He was around when Hoovervilles were around. That's a fact. 
For sure. Yeah, Hooverville's for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. World War he was he was like world he saw both world wars. Then he Unfortunately. was alive for Teddy. Teddy Roosevelt, yeah. Um I'm I'm just saying like I bring up Babe Ruth and obviously everyone brought up Babe Ruth when Otani first started doing it, but just that like someone was doing something he was doing that version of it back then. Of course mm. it's a completely different game. Yeah. But like just like Dr. J was doing some of the some of the stuff, right, that Vince Carter was doing in the early two thousands. And in other I think that's too. yeah, this I mean we've Jesus, we could spend so much time on this. I do want to ask you though, I not to pivot too hard, but I wanna because the NBA draft is tonight and it's just, it's something that we're we're gonna be covering live and that you and I both very much love. Uh this is total pivot point, and I, we have to revisit this Otani conversation another time because it needs to be longer. The, great, the conversation, the greatest. greatest. Uh, I texted you and I said Keegan Murray is a guy that I don't I don't want to say bust because I don't think I don't think I'm not saying he's going to be a bust, but he's not somebody I would spend a top five pick on, and I think or seven pick, and I think that's where he's being drafted right now. I would draft Mathurin ahead I've, of him. I've heard that the Kings actually like him at four a lot. Okay, which even proves my point further. To me, knowing the Kings franchise and they're, I just I I don't the reason why I think it's a, I understand what you're saying about the bus thing. Um, I I know what you're getting at. I know that you're saying like it's not that it's it's, it's just things about his how, game that I don't how love. Good is his yeah. potential like yeah. how good can he be? Can he be a perennial All Star? I don't think so. No. But can he be a starting four in the NBA? Yes, I do believe that. And if you can go get a starter in the NBA draft, and for him where he has a very he has a high floor where you know he can be in the starting rotation right now for that Kings team. He runs the floor really, really well. Most of, like 70% of his buckets were in transition. De'Aaron Fox loves pushing the pace. You can play him alongside Sabonis, who can play a small ball five, right? Like, And you have Rishwan Holmes on that team too. Keegan Murray could maybe slide down to like a, a kind of bigger three as well and defends pretty well. To me, he's kind of like a he's like a David West like a modern version of like a David West where he's just going to be able to score at all levels and be high percentage. And if you have a top three pick, that's not your guy, right? But it's few and far between that you find a guy that that can start in the NBA. And of course I'm, I'm positing right now. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm hypothesizing right now, like of what he can be. But I think that's where the, the draw to him is, is that it's, I understand there's because a draw. There's a lot of guys, like, he was like, dominant in college. Like, and, and, and like he is not it's not like he's he shoots, unathletic. He shoots the three ball very well for his size. Thirty eight or something like that he's around. He's a good mid range shooter. Sure. Yeah. Really good. In the low post he's one of the best to... scores in college. He's not the best score in college last year. So yeah. we're in a situation I don't think he's gonna be bad. I just there's guys like Jaden Ivy to me, I I would be hard pressed. And if you're picking in the top five, you're not really in a position to be picking for need. You kind of still are take the best guy available. Well, if you're the, but the Kings who think that they if they swing one big trade, right? They're not that bad of a team. They made a decent run. They almost made the plan. I don't. I think they're far. I think there's other factors that are coming going to come into play. I mean, play it's next also year. Sacramento, so like they're never going to make the play. They're never going to make like a top six seed at least in the next two three years. But I don't know. I just think there's something to be said for guys that you know are a guarantee. To, to contribute on an eight-man rotation because you just you never know with these guys. You never know. You, you never know with these guys, and I agree with you, but I'm not taking a guy. I don't want to be in the top five. I mean, look, 
How, I'm sure there's a situation where the Suns were like, we wish we took a guy back when they took Josh Jackson at four that was at least a contributor. Or a guy like Dario Saric, or not Dario Saric, the, the Dragon Bender at four, who is, or Marcus Chris. They won the same draft, four and eight, who they could Flyers. wish. Flyers. Flyers, all of them. I'm not saying take a flyer. I'm not saying go take Dyson Daniels. Who... Jaden, okay, Jaden Ivey has, has some noticeable flaws, though, in his game. While he does have some comparables to guys like John Morant with the athleticism and his, you know, how he can get downhill in the same fire and his ability to take over a game. Yeah. You know, he shoot. averaged less assists than Paolo Bencaro did. He played he didn't even play the one for them. He played the two. And guys are saying that like, okay, he's a combo guard who can who can play both. That's one of my things that I really like about him. But we haven't seen him much with the ball in his hands. I mean, even against us when, when he was playing Texas, like he didn't dice us. He is also not an elite three point shooter. No. He can't shoot off the dribble that well. But he's, he's not, not I don't think he's the prospect that I don't think he's the prospect that Morant is or Bob Caros, we know that. I do think though, which is also why he's not a true point guard, which is why I think the Knicks people are saying the Knicks should go up and get him. I said that that was possible the other day, but I I think the Knicks should go back and get Ty Ty Washington. If they're going to go after... He's falling down boards. So. I think that's a more plausible thing. Uh, we're the Charity Stripe. We'll be back next week on 1090, but we're our podcast as well. You know when that drops Monday, Thursdays. Fans out there, drag both feet and bounce. Swing on a full count. Rip that puck. Get that putt. Hit your PKs because they're free. Hit your free throws. Why toss? Because they are free. Who goes... Murray, great at the line. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what it is. We got to. We love you. <laughs> This show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag today. Use the promo code BELIEVE and get 50% off your first deposit. So whatever your first deposit is at betonline.ag, and you could bet on anything. Futures for MLB, NBA playoffs is right around the corner. Actually, it's here. It's upon us playing games start tonight. So go to betonline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Get 50% off your first deposit. Thanks for joining us. We outcha. We love you. Fans out there, drag both feet about swing on a full counter up that puck at that putt. Hit your PKs because they free. Hit your free throws because they are free. Hook them. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Here in America. Work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20.